0: You want to see something really scary? You bet. Music, horror, Horror. Horror. art, politics, and overall badass. Welcome to Kettle Whistle Radio for real on Society 13 Networks.
2: Lovely and sexy jet noir. One of our first high-profile guests on Kidalissa Radio. This is off. This is actually off of her new one called. It's an EP, The Hall of Ghosts, and that was signed. And this is Kidalissa Radio. Go to www.thebloodynerve.com for all your rock and roll needs. Trust me, this is some good stuff. You hear that? My dog just threw the mic down. That's how you know. Go to www.thebloodynerve.com for all your blues, rock needs, shirts, music, fantastic stuff. And the best part is, they're mean to me. You must love that. Merry Christmas.
0: The holidays are approaching, and I hate Krimbus. Uh, the things about Krimbus that I do like are chocolate chip cookies and striped elf legs with pointy shoes. Uh, my favorite Krimbus memory as a child was playing Krimbus songs with the violin at family gatherings. Uh, now I feel like Krimbus is out of control, and uh, I don't really like it anymore. This is great. <laughs> this is the best movie ever, guys. Seriously. You gotta watch
2: this shit. Can you hear yourself? Yeah. Yeah. Alright. Can, <laughs> Can you hear how stupid you sound? Yeah. So if they hear anything in the background they know today's my birthday. I got a lot of people over. Um hang on Amanda's calling. Oh. Is she? The house. Oh okay. From inside the from the living room.
3: Hello. Just about to is she, start.
2: Is she ready to sing?
3: Uh, It's going to be about you coming in here and singing a song right now.
2: Yeah, you should come in and sing. Uh, You got it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. They're
1: going to call in. Anyway. I'm holding your
3: phone up to the microphone so they can hear you. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, she said what? <laughs> what? The phone is hold held up to the microphone so everybody in the room can hear you.
0: Okay, well, the three of us were wondering what your show was going to be about, and then so we were surmising, and we are pretty sure it's about three guys who want to discuss how much they love their wives and the reasons why.
1: You know, so surmising. We'll be listening, and we'll call it. Surmising doesn't mean <laughs> what she meant. It means no, 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 no. <laughs> they're really good at that. The Montag twins. All
2: right. Well. I- we expect them to come in and sing for us at the half. So, she can I think she can. All right. Well, anyway, folks, friends, and fiends, welcome to the end of the year wrap-up of Kettle Whistle Radio. Yes, there is a house full of people, and yes, we are drinking because it's my birthday. Birthday, twelve twenty-seven. Happy me. <laughs> Happy birthday. Yes, and it's early too. I like that. It's an free, all day
1: free noon all day
2: affair. <laughs> But we're back here with the guys from Sci-Fi Bitch Fest. Do you want to introduce yourselves?
1: I forget what my call handle was. I'm Fa. I think I was Dr. Matt. You were Dr. Matt.
2: Yep. yep. We call you Dr. Foot. Dr. Foot, Dr. <laughs> Matt. But yeah, Sci-Fi Bitch Fest, that goes back about a year, we were, and that's what we do here. Um, yeah, you're going to get another rendition of that, but right now we got to talk about the end of the year here, and uh, I have a lot of people to thank, especially people like uh, Morpheus Laughing. Arvin Clay, made his way back here with Mr. Pegritz and their, uh, gosh, uh, I guess in techno-industrial band. Arvin Clay was, uh, well, not a newcomer to the show, we'll say. We, uh, we also introduced our new show, The Pop-Off, with Martise, who you all met at the Living Dead Fest. Check her out, The Pop-Off. You can get all of this at our website. Go to Society 13 Network, our Society 13 Podcast Network, um, and you can check her out. Uh, let's see. Gosh, we have too many sites anymore. But, yeah. Um, there was also the Friday th- the 13th Fest with Jeff Meyer at the Palace Theater in Syracuse. Thank you, Jeff Meyer. I appreciated being there. And you introduced me to director, uh, actually, Joe Lynch, who is a, a... I was a huge fan of his work, and uh, I got to interview him. Check out episode 129 of Kettle Whistle Radio. You guys would like that one a lot. Have you guys... Do you remember Chillerama? you ever see that?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, well, you have to see uh, the Salma Hayek movie he just directed, um, which is it's called Everly. Have you heard of this oh, yet? yeah.
1: Everly, yeah. Did you watch that? No, I haven't seen it yet.
2: It's badass. This is his Tarantino flick, and I'm allowed to say that. He's okay. He's okay with that. Um, it's it, it takes place in an apartment that just gets completely trashed. More than a 100 people die in one apartment the whole time. This woman is just trying to get away from her boss and bosses. Oh, wow. And there's just carnage. Just unbelievable. And it's I'm a Hayek. You oh, know? yeah. Yeah, and she's awesome in it. Fantastic action I flick. I think you love the word carnage. Carnage is good. Yeah, Carnage. Actually, good. yeah. There's Carnage up there too. There's a Carnage. If you notice, right next to Carnage's claw, he threw it at me the other day. Oh. Huh. Yeah, right across the room. It landed there. <laughs> I wow. have no idea how that happened. It's not part of his action that he came with. <laughs> but we had some fantastic musicians uh, in 2015 as well. I, I don't even know where to begin, but we'll go with Return of Folk Rock American Music Musician Bill Smith. And he'll be back again. We had Mutant Press with some punk rock from the punk rock icon Jerome Youngman. We introduced Hot Coffin. Want to thank those guys for great rock and roll. Um, and uh, you heard Heather's band, The Glowworms, which I got to see them. And there's a story behind that. She's actually a little miffed at me about that one. Had a little bit too much fun. There was a guy there that thought he knew me and kept buying me Jaeger shots. And it becomes part of a film that we're in, uh, a, a real film, horror film, called... Um, too much Jaeger. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs>
2: Forces of Horror, actually. Uh, we got to be in this film. comes out in 2016. Four films. It's like a creep show thing. And we get to be the Elviras that introduce each film. Yeah. And we have. And I wrote a wraparound script for it. And, you know, it's cheesy, fun. Uh, kind of like, do you remember uh, USA Up All Night? Yeah, I do. Yeah. And that's how we did it. We kept it in that vein. And the movies themselves are excellent.
1: And you were drinking Jaeger the whole
2: time. Uh no, that was uh we told that story. That night, no, during shooting perfectly sober. But at her show, yeah, I insulted one of her musicians and almost fell over the drum kit. Um, <laughs> the guy was buying me Jaeger yeah, shots. She just looked at me and said, Dave, you're drunk I was like, Yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> and, and, uh, I, you were I, honest. They were great, though. Yeah. They were great. Uh, her the, band of the warm anger arms. is
1: strong with this one.
2: <laughs> but I know we have a lot of things to discuss here. Uh, we can give a little tease here. Uh, why are you guys here today?
3: Sci-fi bitch fest. Uh,
2: come on now. I'm here for David's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that. Yeah. But uh, there are other, uh, well, come on, the shirt you're wearing right now.
3: Uh, Star Wars, The Force Awakens.
1: Episode 7. And everything else that happened in 2015, and how good 2016 looks. Look. I was so excited at the end of the, the Force Awakens just because of all the trailers for 2016.
2: There was a lot. There was uh. a lot of kitty stuff, though. Uh. We had a lot of like real. I, got, I know I got, it's Disney. I got but... one word for you: Deadpool. Oh, I don't <laughs> know that we got that trailer.
1: Oh, you? Oh, it wasn't a trailer. It's online. They released it on Thursday, I think. Explain
2: the second trailer. The
3: second Explain. trailer
1: for Deadpool.
2: I mean, I, I'm way behind my superheroes, so, so this is, this is why I have you guys here.
1: <laughs> I just love Deadpool. I, I'm a huge Deadpool fan. Wilson Wade for, I mean, not Wilson. <laughs> Wade for president, you know, he's just, he's just a great, great, great character, great real life. You can, someone you can believe as a superhero got thrown into the mix and kind of does what he wants, but I'm also a big fan of Ryan Reynolds, so.
2: I know girls that wear actually where I work, they wear Deadpool shirts to work. Well, because so it's, it's him. You know? Is it because it's him? Yeah. I. Yeah. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll go with that. Because he's
1: he's not he's not a PC kind of guy.
2: I mean, you, know,
1: you know, he's not going to be the kind of guy who's going to be all polite and hold the door for you.
2: <laughs> no. So I guess these girls are into that.
1: They're no, they're into Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah.
3: It, it's the hip thing right now. Deadpool. Yeah. Deadpool.
2: Uh, we, we've been having some serious discussions about Star Wars, too. And, uh, of course, the haters always come out. Um,
3: <laughs> no no hate here, but I, I felt like a couple of the aspects of the movie I had seen before, maybe in The New Hope, when uh, when they give the uh, BB-8 character a message to take to the Resistance, it kind of felt uh, familiar to me. A little, bit, a little
2: bit. Isn't that astromech droids? Isn't that what they do, though? They carry messages, yeah. But is he, is he an astromech droid? We, we know. I mean,
1: wow. they didn't give you that in the story, so. but that's
2: a real robot, from what I understand. Yeah. that's not CGI.
1: No, that's a real, that's a real puppet. That yeah, they, that they. Yeah, created.
2: people fell in love with him. He was the anti Jar Jar.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yes. absolutely. Yes. Yes.
2: And there's a key to that, and I, the same reason people love Chewbacca. And I've always said, if Jar Jar didn't speak stupid English, broken English, he would have been okay. If he just mumbled now and then, I think he would have been better than having that slang thrown in. Yeah. Misa think they wrote something horrible, right? He might have been a little bit better off. Chewbacca, people loved him, he just growled. You know, BB-8, <laughs> what, he mumbles and yeah. flicks a lighter every now and then. Sure. Fantastic. Yeah. I, but people, there's something, I mean, is there like a, some alien racial tension there? There was is- too,
1: I think there was too much dialogue for any of those characters from okay. episodes 1, 2, and 3. Like, you, you definitely could sense that George Lucas was trying to incorporate a complete politically correctness with the movies, and uh, it was just too much. It was just way too much. There's, you could, you could definitely distinct you know, have a distinct feeling of of who was who and what race was which race depicted by which alien, and and I think that it uh, it pushed it pushed it overboard. It was too much. He could he could have, I think Jar Jar would have been great, like you said, if he would have been a kind of guy who was just not dim witted, but also kind of like said stuff to himself on the side kind of yeah, character, mumbled yeah, and mumbled or something like that. Then it would have been a lot more funny, yeah, and a lot more easy to accept. Whereas yeah. he was he was too forward, he was too in your face, and yep. that, that's what. People well, it was
3: Comic Relief where he was supposed to be an assassin right. who actually betrayed the, uh, the Jedi of the story. I can't remember his name right now. Uh, Other than Obi-Wan. Qui-Gon? Qui-Gon.
2: Qui-Gon, yeah. Liam Neeson was pretty badass. Yeah, yeah so,
3: so Jar Jar was supposed to be an assassin who betrayed Qui-Gon in the, in the story, but they changed it to be Comic Relief.
2: Oh, that could have been good.
3: That might have been good. But, but circling back around to BB-8, yes. my favorite moment of him in the movie is when he shows R2-D2 some love. Yes. And goes over to him and, and, and is asking for his help and poor C3PO has to explain, you know, explain that he's, you know, well,
2: he's heartbroken. Get,
1: don't get too much away, don't give too much away.
2: Yeah, it's, well, well, you could say R2 is heartbroken. R2 is yeah, heartbroken. heartbroken. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hey, the, hey, the, the dude had a heart for a droid, you know, yeah. he gave a tin can emotions, yeah. I, I, you know, that, that, I, you gotta give Lucas that. You well, got I,
1: I, well, because there's actually a person in R2. Yeah, Most Kenny people Baker. don't know that. Yeah, Kenny Baker. It, yeah, <laughs> most people don't know Kenny Baker sitting in the can of R2. Yeah. <laughs> was he still
2: there for this one? I don't, I don't know know if think he, he was
1: because he was in a wheelchair at the
2: premiere. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah okay. At, at
1: the London oh. premiere, he was being pushed around in a wheelchair, so I don't think it was him.
2: Actually, now, what was that you were telling me about that you um you you, you donated some money for? Some oh, a-
1: like Omaze, that thing online where you donate money for the um, for the good charities and the, the celebrities get to pick their charities and stuff. And if you won... You got to go to the premiere in L.A., and you got to meet the cast and the characters and stuff like that. That's great. And um, I, had, I had come up with my one question, if I had a chance, the opportunity to meet George Lucas. And please, 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 if anybody else in the galactic universe has seen this, I'm the only one who seems to have seen this, but in A New Hope, Episode 4, r 2 d is in that little chasm watching the sand people drop off Luke on the sand. If you notice to the left of R2, when you're staring at R2, there's two little glowing eyes in that darkness, and they look like Jawa eyes, and they kind of move. Interesting. And then the next two scenes later, they they pan back to R2, and there's those eyes again. And nobody has seen... I've never seen it online. I've never seen it anywhere. Excuse me. Is that a Jawa sitting in that hole, watching the whole thing go down? Or is it just happens to be some error on the filming crew's part that they're a, reflection, a, a maybe? reflection of something yeah like what is that because that's
2: that film's been restored yeah several times yeah
1: and it's in every single revision it's not just in the specialized silver and gold yeah it's in it's in the original release it's in the you know it's in the the special release it's in the expended special release and now our, and the best part is i guess disney's getting the, the the rights to re-release the despecialized, the original theatrical releases from 77
2: 80, yeah, none of this Greedo shot for 80 and 83
1: yeah. on Blu-ray, so they're gonna they're gonna clean them up, but they're gonna re-release them as they were released in the theaters. Cool. Yeah.
2: Well, that I want to see. So, anybody <laughs> ever
1: just see those eyeballs in the, in that episode four The New Hope? Let us know. Yeah, what leave, do you think? Leave a comment. Yeah. I'll
2: be looking tonight. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, I got to get into uh, the rest of my thank yous before we get into the, the rest of our show here in a bit here. We're talking about musicians. Um, I had some of the best uh, I'll probably ever get, but I, I always set my standards high. Um, I want to thank She Wolf and Sean Salt from Star and Dagger. Of course, Shawnee Salt was uh, in White Zombie back in the day. And, um, they're two of my favorite guests. And they'll be back in 2016. I have promises from them. Also, Leslie Rankin of the band Ruby. I was very happy to get her. She was great. That's was a, g- a great episode. Go back and listen to that. And our first musical guests were Murph McCulloch and Christy Drummer of Wings, of uh, Wings for Armor back in the day. Well, they came back too. And I discovered a new guy here just uh, on Twitter of all places. You get a lot of good musicians. Um, the guy's name is Dandy Brown. And he was a favorite new act for me and a great guy. Great progressive rock and very original. Um, the other huge guest I want to thank for coming out in 2015 was, uh, director Carrie Hill and Jess Paul, his actress for the second Screen Park movie. Uh, my vampire friend Julia Darkrose, uh, actress Christine Starkey, Carrie Jubilee, and of course, critical masses Jonathan Shankup and director Jack Thomas Smith of the movie Infliction. I can't thank enough. And our girls that give us our intros and outros and background music, Erica and Jess um, and, of course, Dave Eskew from the band Yard Panther. I want to thank them down in Austin. And we're going to get back to you guys with more Sci-Fi bitch fists and the end-of-the-year wrap-up. Thank you. Hello, Davey.
0: Here's a special Christmas song for you. Ding, dong, ding. Okay, we're
2: at where we are back after the break there. Um, this is Sci-Fi Bitch Fest, but we're going to take a uh, a left turn here. Um, I made these guys watch something from a friend of mine, Lisa Raymond, that I've, I've grown up knowing my entire life, uh, who created this thing called Sharon Tate in Heaven, Super 8. She wrote this, and it's a film, what we call... I, I don't want to say an art film, but a lot of people will say it is. Um, but it holds your attention. You, I, I like... All right, it, you guys it, watch it. Independent, what, independent, independent. Film, yeah, yeah, and uh, it is. It is. He didn't make us watch it. <laughs> it <laughs> was,
1: <laughs> I, I dug it. I, I'm, I'm the. I, I will be the first to admit it. And this is Doctor Matt talking. I, I, I am a one-hit wonder super fan. I love all the one-hit wonders of everything, and and I'm a media junkie when it comes to the newest and latest and greatest. But I also love the obscure, the in betweens, the remote, the the. The different and and this is definitely interesting. Yeah. I I would definitely say that it's a different perspective. And I didn't know that much about Sharon Tate. Um and and Faw you can chime in here. You said so during we were watching it, the dump of history. Right, a lot of deep details. Yeah, deep details about her life, her involvement with different actors and actresses and her involvement with her husband. And it's just it's it's really a neat I think it's a neat perspective on things because people are always so, when you look at different uh, celebrities, it's always focused on one aspect of how they live their lives and this is looking at it from a complete cerebral existential viewpoint of someone who's no longer with us but could very well be able to talk about her life and, and we don't know. Just right. It was people.
2: very well chronicled. Yeah, Yeah. I couldn't put it better. I mean, really what you just said, I, I mean, I have this from Lisa, she sent me this thing It's a lot here, but um, let's get into this here. I I guess Jen was one of the uh, producers or directors here, and she said she spoke to her and said she loved the questions that it prompted, and it did prompt a lot of questions. Okay, right here it says here, the stage show upon which the film is based is a one-person show where Sharon is interviewed in heaven. The film keeps the idea of heaven, but it is a journey film, maybe like and in kinship with Japanese no dramas, N-O-H dramas, Hmm. where it is about a spirit that wanders the earth to get peace for her next reincarnation. Or think of Bergman's film, The Seventh Seal, which I love. Mm -hmm. Max von Sydow. Great great great, movie. Great Star Wars segue, too. All right, anyway, (laughs) moving on, which is about a sensory journey for the hero. In this case, heroine. That leads to the discovery in a game of chess with death. In our film, more like hopscotch. <laughs> I love Lisa, so she's it, it great. Is,
1: it is definitely choppy as far as jumping back and forth between where she is in her life. But it, that lends to the film. It lends to the believability of
3: it. Right, the visuals are great. The uh, The switch between black and white and color is very fun. The Hollywood sign in the background. Oh,
2: yeah, awesome. And I'm a huge fan. I, Sharon T, I fell in love with her watching her films early. I mean, I, I was too young to understand what was going on. But watching them now, you you see what a beautiful woman she was. My God, what a complete knockout. Absolute knockout. Um, all right, well, here we go. In this film that we made, it is after Sharon is murdered in 1969 when she was eight and a half months pregnant. She's not here to get revenge but to discover. You walk along with Sharon as she visits and seeks out and sees the things on Earth by looking or seemingly accident. Specifically in, or seemingly by accident, I think, specifically in Los Angeles and houses she lived in and places that mattered to her. That's that's kind of sad and creepy. Yeah. yeah. Um, That were a part of her life or that she brought to the earth herself with what she gave. It was a really intuitive process for us and we knew we wanted to shoot in L.A. and that we wanted to keep it in her spirit, which was very loving and love does conquer death in our film. Uh, wow. I mean, yeah. there, there's more here and I'll probably talk about it more on another show, but this is 2016, uh, where the rest of it will be released. I believe but right now you can see it on YouTube. Um, I'll get the, here, I'll get, I have to go back to find where everything, Oh, here and we go. Could,
1: and if I could do that while you're looking that up, the, 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 the part about the film where she's at this, it looks like a building and there's a painting of Edgar Allan Poe on the ground. It, it almost makes me want to look into that and figure out what does that mean? Like, is, was she a fan of Poe? Was she, cause I'm a huge fan of Edgar Allan Poe. And H.P. Lovecraft and that kind of stuff. Yeah, and and what is that building? What is that part? Was that part of one of the sound stages? Was that something where something was recorded? Like it almost makes you want to get out the computer and and Google Sharon Tate and figure sure. out what the heck's going on here. And what what's this? What does this mean as far as this woman's life? Because sure, it the, was, was the characters
3: seem very focused on the eyes. Is that is that something in uh, Edgar Allan Poe? He deals with them a lot, but well, I mean the soul. the, the and, symbology, you know.
1: yeah, to the, the gateway to the soul and stuff. But um, I I don't that's know cool. what the painting was on the that corner of that intersection, yeah, yeah. Or whatever that was in L.A. I want to I find
2: guess. that. I, I've been there so many times, but I've never seen that Edgar Allan Poe um, illustration on the, on the ground, ground yeah. at all. Never, yeah, that's never. Really cool. uh, I'm getting the link here, uh, but I'm sure if you look up Sharon Tate uh, and the
1: actress they got to portray Sharon Tate does look like Sharon Tate. I mean, they really did good a good job with casting.
2: Yeah. I'm still trying to find this. There's so many different... Maybe, maybe we could put the link in the comments section. Oh, I definitely will. I definitely will. Mm-hmm. But yeah. but as David was
1: was referring to the segue with Max von Sydow... Mm. <laughs> and I don't want to throw out any spoilers there because we don't really know the character in The Force Awakens. But he's in it. And it's great because he's such an iconic character. It's like seeing... Richard Burton. It's like seeing somebody of that caliber in a in a Star Wars movie, and you see and you see them, and uh, and you're just like, okay, who is he? What is he doing here? How does he relate to the right. story?
3: It's like Obi Wan in, in A New Hope. Well, yeah. what, what what's his name? Sir something. Alec Guinness. There you go.
1: Yeah, like you see Guinness, and Guinness is a you know a Broadway theatrical powerhouse, and yet he's in this sci-fi. And I don't know if you saw that, David. The uh, the letter. Uh, Guinness wrote to one of his friends back in Scotland or something about being in the Force Awake and uh, being in New Hope and how he's saying how it's interesting how this generation loves this science fiction nonsense. It's all a bunch mm-hmm. of jarble. There's <laughs> right. no character development. I don't know if you know who this guy is. I don't know what his name is, but his last name's Ford. Jared Ford, something Ford. I don't know what he is. He's a nice kid, though. Nice kid. Yeah, and this other guy, Mark Hamill, who I play with mostly in the in the movie, is actually a decent actor. You know, and and it gets to the bottom, and then there's like a a postscript, and it says, "Harrison Ford, do you know him? (laughs) Wow. Yeah, it was really his most
2: famous role ever. Yeah, I know. Alec Guinness was not happy about coming back either for the Jedi sequence. No, he was not happy.
1: He was the smartest out of all of them, though. He took a percentage of the total gross revenue (laughs) as opposed to a salary.
2: (laughs) Well, all right. You guys are more uh, savvy than I I found. For the Sharon Tate thing we were discussing, these are the links. And I wouldn't even know how to begin to tell you that because it's on my Facebook page. You can't miss it.
1: So it's a youtube.com slash watch question mark V equals capital QMWF lowercase OVW8 capital OZ lowercase G. And it's on Vimeo as well with the code fifteen hundred seventy two nine zero seven.
2: Okay, I guess the easier way it, 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 go to my Facebook page, and you can find this. Um, well, it's all about Sharon Tate and what we were just talking about earlier. And uh, I can't, I still can't believe that there was a, a Seventh Seal uh, interaction there. Uh, but yeah, it's Sharon Tate in Heaven, Super Eight. Look it up. It's on YouTube, and enjoy. The first part is a release now. It's going to be, from what I understand, at least five parts. But, yeah, so back to Max von... C- C- I say Cedow, but I think it's... Is it Sidow? I've always said Cedow. I took a film class and they said that there. Um, yeah. So the speculation on who his character is, that, all right, in Star Wars, he shows up in the first scene and there's a lot that can happen there. Right. Uh, I don't know. We're the, not giving the spoilers, the only, folks. Don't worry. The only
1: clue was that he referred to Leia as royalty. Right. So he knew her prior to being the general she is in episode 7 the force awakens right. so it's 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 a clue to who he was from her past obviously that they didn't go into any further detail
2: okay they really didn't no. interesting yeah no. but uh, i got to say i love the film and i have a problem with people that i, I understand it's a reboot all right we're going to reboot a franchise but really is is family a reboot um it's cyclic um i think the skywalker family they're a mess they've been a mess for years think about families you know i mean things get passed down Things run cycles, so mm-hmm. if you want to call it a reboot, sure. I call it life, and it happens. Cousins grow up not liking each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, parents, uh, Kids want to kill their parents, and parents have killed their kids. It's yeah, I look at it as a family cycle, so if you want to call it a reboot, sure. Storyline, plot-wise, maybe, but as far as the characters are concerned, they follow the same formula that we do as families.
1: No, I agree. Uh, I agree. I, th- I think what what Fawn and I saw in the film was, you know, there's a big gun and we got to go blow it up. That's like New Hope, right? So far, right. You know, I had a problem with that. Yeah. So that's that's the only part that we thought was rebo. But what you're saying is exactly correct. Cyclical runs in the environment and runs in economics. It runs in families. Everything's cyclical and everything comes back. I was telling uh, Fawn the other day something about uh, this the shaved head, half shaved head, the haircut. We were at the bar or something like that. And I was like, look at that. It's like coming back. And he's like, that was popular back when we were in high school. Yeah. And it was. Yeah. you know, And everything's cyclical. Everything comes back into fad, into fashion, things like that. And it's the same thing with family. Your dad's an alcoholic. You may have Mm -hmm. a chance of being an alcoholic. No chance. You know? So that's like it's... it's You had a
2: lightsaber. Well, you might just inherit it. Yeah.
1: And you might be good at it.
2: (laughs) 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 I I had a problem. I'm not going to spoil anything. I did have a problem with a certain person picking up the lightsaber and suddenly being good with it. But um, I won't say who, what, where, or when. But I disagree, though. He's a warrior. I know you do. He's he a warrior. He was
1: trained as a fighter. If if somebody throws a weapon into a fighter's hands, he should know how to use it. He's a fighter. You know, if that wasn't he good at it, he wasn't good at all with it. But he, you know,
2: <laughs> I thought Captain Phasma would have a little bit more going on there, though.
1: I was a little disappointed at how easily <laughs> uh, Brienne of Tarth, Tarth. Was, yeah. was pushed around. Yeah, and I'm not
2: saying that she was dispatched. I'm not saying she was killed. I'm not saying she survived either. No, but, but she, she definitely pushed I, around. I was expecting a little more from that cool-ass outfit she yeah. had.
3: Yeah. There, There is a great scene, and somebody just says, hey, hold it back a little bit. Cool it
2: down. Yeah, cool
1: it down. <laughs> Look it, for that take, one. Take it down a little bit. Take it down a little People bit. People have
2: a problem good. with the trash compactor reference, and I thought it was funny. Oh.
1: I, that's oh, silly. Thing. That was cheesy. That's JJ giving that's JJ. Yeah. his nod to the okay. earlier's. Yeah, and the, and the part where where uh, where uh, Finn is going through the the miscellaneous garbage on the floor of the Falcon, <laughs> trying to find stuff to heal <laughs> Chewy. He pulls out the droid. Yes, the pro. Yeah. The, the, uh, yeah. the remote. The, the remote. remote. Skywalker. Yeah. Luke was fighting. And he's with, like, "What the hell is this?" Yeah,
3: he, no, throws, yeah, it to the he side throws it. He throws it like, yeah. and we're all like, <gasps> <laughs> 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 good, good against remotes does not mean good against warriors."
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
3: Pokey relations.
1: Yep. You know, uh, I,
3: I really enjoyed, and and for people who have not seen it, you'll 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 go back and think this reference is neat. You know, junk, and I'm pointing junk. That's an awesome what a scene piece right of there. junk. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. And it's yeah. the coolest
2: thing you've ever seen in
3: your life. <laughs> uh, if you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, come back and listen again. Yeah,
1: and and that's what's cool about Ray's character. She's so, she was a badass, and that's what I was telling David earlier. Was like. Abrams really was able to get you to believe that these characters were real people. I mean the way the way they interact in the movie, it almost as if yeah they are kids. They are learning that it's, this is happening right at the moment, and, and they're and they're they're so fast and furious with their reactions, and, mm-hmm. and you, it makes it more believable. Yes. And Ray, when she sees Han, and she's like, "You're the Han Solo, the the famous smuggler." Mm. Not the guy who helped destroy the empire, mm. but the famous smuggler. Right. Like to her, right. that's that's awesome. Whereas Finn's like, no, he's the guy who helped Luke blow up the Death Star. It, you know, it, it's
3: right. an interesting point that their their story and their characters have become legend within the universe. Exactly.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, on that note too, it's like uh, you know. Meeting Dave Grohl for the first time, like you're Dave Grohl in the Foo Fighters. No, no um, you Nirvana. Nirvana. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that, you're a really great drummer. Very exactly, <laughs> very, very generational. Yeah, yeah. And they kept it that way. And they were kids. They act like kids. They act. They act I love the, just the reactions between yeah. them. Um, BB8, great character. We talked about that earlier. Yeah. But uh kid, gotta, I, gotta, I really I, like Poe Dameron. I do.
1: Yeah, Poe's awesome. He's a great actor. He's a good. pilot, he's, folks. He's, he's a good. pilot. Yeah, he's good in everything he's been and I've seen him. And for what I years.
2: understand, ladies like him. My mom went and saw Star Wars last night and it was late and she texted me like, just saw Star Wars. I have to see it again. Like, my <laughs> mother? My mother? I mean, she loved Harrison Ford, but I, she just was in love with Ray. She oh, loved wow. the Ray character. She loves all the, like, the new characters. Yeah, I
1: had, I had something to say about Ray. John Boyega, so, she loved him. Yeah, to fall we were in the theater, I was like, because I'm a huge Harry Potter fan and... Hermione was my crush, but I think Ray is now taking that over. I mean, she's just so cute. I mean, you just want to grab her. And Daisy, her and
2: what's her name? Daisy what?
1: Daisy Riddell or something. Like
2: yeah, you know? Riddle, yeah she, well, she was awesome on Jimmy Kimmel. and all yeah. That. Uh, yeah, she's a great, just cool person. man. Let me,
3: let me ask you this question. The introduction of her character, she's uh, performing some tasks and doing some things, but the sequence really, uh, for me, led me to understand her focus and her drive. Did you guys, did you guys feel like he got that right away?
2: She was focused on, well, uh, I don't want to give away, I almost said something, but getting off just, that just planet. Just understanding uh, yeah. what,
3: what, what her character drive is and, and what kind of person she is. It's, it's very well predicted.
2: But the waiting part, she was waiting on that desert planet <laughs> mm-hmm. for something that may not be coming back.
3: Correct. That's intriguing. That is intriguing.
2: Very intriguing. Great characters, man. Yeah. Uh, now I have to say this too, I always brag about John Boyega because I, I discovered him in a movie, an uh, English movie called, um, Attack the Block. Attack the, yeah, Block. Attack the
1: Block. It's I, awesome. I yeah.
2: love that movie yeah. and not many people here have seen it. Yeah. I tell everybody English that. English movie. Yeah. But again, it's about it. And I, I have to give a big um, nod to Carrie Jubilee who introduced me to that. And yeah. actually she also put me in one of her movies. Uh, awesome. The Chop coming out in 2016. About a gangster who has to run a chop shop to get his family and and his finances back together again, and what runs, are you guys runs into cars? trouble. Cars, yes, they're chopping cars, not nice. people. But there's a lot of a lot of action.
1: I love how David just did the Chris Hartwig. The chop with the hand over the hand. <laughs> <right there. laughs> quick segue. Quick segue. I have to
2: thank these people, man. They put me in their film, and I always and I always tell my folks, friends, and fiends, I get killed in three point five film. Three point five of the five films that I'm in in this year, and that's not bragging. They're I had a good time. These are friends of mine, and I get killed. So if you want to see me get killed, shot in the head twice. People do not wish David to live. No, no. And I should talk about (laughs) – they don't. They really don't. Um, My Uncle John is a Zombie. That is the new John Russo flick, and I got to be a zombie in that flick and with real makeup and real effects. And the movie is – it's a comedy horror John Russo is the man. If you like George Romero, they worked together and made the original Night of the Living Dead. But everybody knows that by now. So, yeah, look for My Uncle John is a Zombie in 2016. Another movie. Fantastic.
3: Fantastic.
2: Good stuff coming. Good stuff. So,
3: Adam Driver.
1: Who liked him?
2: Loved him. Uh. He's such a whiny baby prick. You want to beat him up, take that lightsaber out of his hands and pummel him. Tortured. Yeah.
1: Again, great character development. But
2: you all know without that lightsaber, you can kick his ass. And then he pulls that hand out and just throws you across the room. (laughs) Son of a bitch.
1: Tortured. Very tortured. Don't don't spoil the one part of the beginning. Never. It's one of the coolest scenes. That's one of the coolest scenes. He's just say The the force is strong with this one. No doubt. Yeah.
2: That's all he's got going. Because otherwise, he's... What's the
1: stuff in their blood? Midichlorians. Midichlorians, yeah. yeah he's got a lot of that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're not but supposed to mention those
3: anymore let's not forget he they ha- don't exist let's not forget he's these are not the midichlorians that existed
2: before he's he, a- he's a failed sith though he's failing he's not yeah, good at it yeah. so he has these tantrums and the tantrums are the best scenes oh, great, great like a characters. bad guy you're always used to these overpowering overconfident villains he is not that great actor yeah he's yeah. fantastic and um unfortunately he was in some show with girls so any girls listening if you like that show that's where they got him from.
1: Yeah, he's he's a great. He did a great casting on him and he really portrays yeah. his character where he comes from, what his lineage is. It's it's really well done. And and Donald Gleeson with uh Poe uh Oscar Isaacs, I don't if you've seen Ex Machina, they're in there together and then they do this together and they they really are really two great actors and they they deserve these roles. I mean they Donald Gleeson like the first time I saw him he was One of the Weasleys in Potter... You know, I think he was in. Oh, Fifth you're talking
3: about the new general. Yeah, the new the new oh, general. Yeah,
1: he was That's don't, where I knew
3: don't him Lisa from. Right, yeah, that right. a, guy is awesome.
1: Yeah, he's he was one of the Weasley brothers, the oldest Weasley brother, I think.
2: Yeah, the, uh, Charlie or David or yeah, whatever. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> the guy,
1: the guy who works with dragons. It's the
2: dragon trainer. Yeah, no, 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 that was another one. Oh, darn! <laughs> that was Charlie. Yeah, right. Um, I don't know.
1: I don't remember now. I got too much Star Wars. on Too my much. Yeah. And on
2: that note, we're gonna take a quick break here, folks, because it is still the holidays, and we have much cheer to. What, provoke? Or um, I mean. Instill. Instill. Textures. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Texture.
1: Yes. Okay. Inbube. Okay. <laughs> Invibe. Drink. Drink.
2: Be right back. Love yous. Thank you, Dabashi e. Wolf. From Star and Dagger and previous shows, one of my favorite guests by far. Before that, you just heard Famous Monsters, okay? That's Sean Assault's band after White Zombie and pre Star and Dagger. Now, good luck trying to find the albums. But you just heard the lone wolf massacre or oh, massacre. She's just trying to kill me. All right.
3: I'm not afraid of the dark, but
0: you should be. There are things that grow here in the dark. Things best left unseen. Let's play a game.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about any noise right now. I'll cut and <laughs> You might want to take Jet, take Jet out of the room.
0: Bye, Jet. Bye, Jet. You're a Death Star. Hello, folks, friends, and fiends. This is Ms. D with a special musical guest for our year end wrap up. Here we have the Death Stars, ladies. Hello. <laughs> take it away with her song. Unholy night. Ooh. Unholy night. The ghosts and ghouls are lurking. We hide and wait of the demons twerking. Suddenly we're aware that we need chip, MF, and coffee. Please hurry here before the souls do us in. A demon strikes. In the night to take your soul The world will end Which is Satan's goal God falls from grace There's no hope for human race Dave, save the world For your birthday miracle Oh Dave, save the world Another star killer. Okay. Okay. Woo! That's a wrap. <laughs> <Yay>. Awesome sauce. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been in this. Room. No, I've never been in here. No, really? Oh, it's just a movie. really. No, no I've never seen been in the show. It. I've seen it. This Good job, Jet Marie. You all did all of his toys. Yes. <laughs> We did it, Jet. Yes. We did it. Yes. Yeah. I think. Um, different
2: I put head I hope Star Killer was legendary. I, I hope you have room for a gold record. Oh, really? Okay. Cheers. Cheers, Stars. It's still my birthday. If it's done like the end and wanted revamp, revamped, we can yes. do that. It's my birthday. I'll do what I want. Party girls.
0: Yeah, we can include the sand people
3: if you need them. Where? Have you seen it where the kid puts the horse head in the, in the dad's bed because the, the dad ate the last halo? <laughs> no. Really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the dad wakes up and is like...
2: <gasps>
3: and then they go to the grocery store and get more halos. That's really Cause messed if, up. Because if I don't have halos... You don't have ails. Wow! Crazy.
2: So they took the Godfather approach. Yeah. Okay, so don't we want to give big thanks to the Death Stars for Unholy Night.
1: <laughs> you can
2: hear them in the background chuckling, and they're very proud of themselves.
1: Great rendition,
2: a great rendition. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, they're only—it's their second appearance ever, I believe. <laughs> having a blast. Oh god, so it is the end of the year wrap-up kettle whistle radio, and uh, it is Sci-Fi Bitch Fest. A crossover episode, if you will. <laughs> Many crossovers happening these days. We were talking about, oh, Jessica Jones, uh, what else? Arrow is not crossing over anything. Daredevil. Uh, Daredevil, great show. <laughs> Anybody watch Flash? Um, uh, I, I have Flash fans that listen, and I, I haven't watched it yet. Mm-hmm. It's really good. How, I know, I hear that. Doesn't he fight the gorilla? What's his name?
3: <laughs> I don't know the gorilla's name, but yes, the gorilla is in there.
2: Yeah. Uh,
3: the first season was uh, about the yellow Flash. And, oh, yeah. And, uh, that storyline, uh, was great and it ended and then in this one there's the second earth, so there's another flash. Oh, uh, so they there's... went
2: back to the old, um, crisis on infinite earths thing.
3: Is, is that a storyline? I'm not that story familiar. Storyline,
2: some of the best 12 issues of DC I've ever read. Okay, yeah. I'm not,
3: I'm not super familiar. I, I own it, I'll give it to you. Is Zoom in it?
2: maybe. It's too long. I was, I was 12. Uh, okay. Was
3: 12. Zoom, Zoom is my new favorite character because he's really evil.
2: Okay. Zoom was a TV show for kids back in the day, but that, that means nothing to anybody <laughs> no, that, right not now. That Zoom. Not that Zoom. Not that okay. Zoom? Okay. Well, yeah, you're from Canada. Did you have Zoom? No. Dr. Matt?
3: No. No, you didn't. He just had, you can't do that on television.
2: Yep. Uh, yeah, oh, no, 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 oh, well, yeah. I'm a fan. That was good. Mm-hmm. You know, SNL for kids after school. <laughs> yep. Oh, God. Dead, Atlantis Morissette came from that. Deadpool, That's right. Deadpool's Canadian. And Moose. <laughs> what about Moose? Right, right. It's Canadian. Deadpool's Canadian. <laughs> All right back on track no we're not um so <laughs> where do we even begin uh i'm excited for 2016 yeah
1: if we want to start off by saying that i mean just all the movies coming out apocalypse um the that way in the fifth wave looks fifth great, wave look great uh from the previews of that and it's a book it's a book yeah read more books and uh um, read more books the independence day sequel
2: Oh, we were talking yeah, about it. Oh, I just yeah, saw that trailer. Yep, yeah, that looks good. Unexpected, kind of cool, whatever. As long as they shoot that green shit again.
3: Yep, no, that looks cool. <laughs> but not at me. No, not at me.
2: <laughs>
3: uh, no, there's a ton of movies coming out. How about uh, Star Trek Beyond? Anybody see that trailer? No. Yes. No. Yes. All
2: right, well, Fa is the Trekkie in the house. Mm-hmm. Sure. So go on.
3: So Star Trek Beyond, directed by uh, whoever directed Fast and the Furious, one of them. And the movie... Trailer looks like Fast and the Furious, but, but that's a
2: concern. It, it
3: it would be in my description, it sounds like it, and I thought the same thing when I read the description. Yet, it looks very good. Fast paced, yeah. Uh, Star, star Trek, uh, original series. What do they say? TOS, TOS, yeah. The original series, the original series, yeah. <laughs> ask, yeah. Ask very is,
2: is yeah. that, uh, that Trekkie terminology? Yes, it's
3: TOS, know. TOS, original okay. series, NG. Next, uh, next, next generation. generation. Yeah. I
2: grew up with the original series and yeah. I do like Next Generation. I love the movies, but I'm not a Trekkie. Mm-hmm. What qualifies as Trekkie? You know the, the star log dates and <laughs> 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 yeah, you're laughing.
3: I think, I think the difference between a Star Wars I and a Star it, Trek oh, go ahead. is, uh, Star Trek is uh, loosely based on real science and Star Wars. Is an epic story.
2: Mm-hmm. Nice, and yeah. I think that, I think those are the main. Well put, well put.
1: And I think you can always see a true Trekkie in a Battlestar Galactica fan. Oh God, you brought
2: up BS. <laughs>
1: yeah. If you're a Battlestar Galactica geek, I am. You're you're pretty much
3: going to be but, a Trekkie, but. Has Matt seen the new Battlestar Galactic? Has no. He? See, no.
2: Messed he, up. You haven't seen the best Battlestar. I haven't seen any of them. I wanted to not like it. Yeah. I wanted to not like it. I've seen. Like it's it is, that good.
1: I've seen <laughs> one.
2: It, you've got to see oh, the I new know. Battlestar Galactic. I it's know. not new anymore. Now it's six, seven years old. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. so good, and there's movies you can uh, watch on Netflix too. Yeah. Razor and the other one, and they all fit in the timeline of. Oh, Battlestar is good, right. but that's but,
1: the beauty of our world of science fiction and fantasy is there's so many little stories nice. you can become fandoms of and geekdoms of. I mean, I, I know I'm a Star Wars fan and I'm a Trekkie fan, but you know, I'm also a huge Harry Potter fan and I'm also a huge, you know, uh, Stephen King fan and I'm also a huge, uh, you know, Goth horror
2: fan. I mean, there's just so mm-hmm. many different things. Lovecraft. Can... Matt yeah. likes fiction. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. it's about time that I plug this. Um, yeah, actually, shavless plug time. You can't have this one because it's a proof. I'm gonna have to oh. give you another one. Okay. But yeah, uh, I, that it, it, because of Lovecraft, I wrote that, and that is "Dwelling in the Dark," eleven short stories that all intertwine all different monsters or scenarios, and. Um, I've I've gotten good feedback from horror fans. Um, you know, people won't tell you the bad things. I, I'd like if they did. I'm okay with that, too. But I just wrote that out of the sheer fact that uh, the world needs a little bit more horror from Lovecraft, I think. Okay. But they're my own monsters. I'm
1: excited to read it.
2: No, it,
3: is it true that when H.P. Lovecraft first started publishing his books people thought it was
2: crazy? Yes. Yeah, well he oh, yeah. he wrote in the first person so people thought it was real like yeah. Poe, you know. Yeah,
1: like Edgar Allan
2: Poe, yeah. Yeah, totally, totally. Uh and if you read I mean god, one of my fa- oh, there's so many favorites, I don't want to get into, it, but Dagon and Yeah. I, he loved the fish people. Yeah. They're always coming out. I mean, just there's, oh, the In and In Smith is just amazing. Mm-hmm. I it, Well, go on, Matt. You, I know you, I'm sorry. Dr. Too, Dr. There's, Matt.
1: No, there's too many. There's just way too many. And that's, and that's the thing, like, and we were saying earlier about how people are so, uh, stuck on one genre or one, or one storyline. I mean, Lovecraft kind of had his own, he definitely had his own niche, but he was also a little bit of a messed up dude. And oh, you gotta yes. be messed up to write that well. And no offense to any writers in the room, I know David and myself are, but you know, you you have to have a very twisted, dark side to you that you portray through your writing, and that's where it comes out. It doesn't come out in any other way because if it did, you'd be a criminal and you'd be in jail or whatever. But right. you know, those 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 twisted <laughs> thoughts and those. Five is laughing at yeah, you right I know. now. <laughs> Those twisted thoughts and those twisted emotions are in you and they don't come from anywhere. They're just in you. And that's, that's the scary part when you read something like Lovecraft. And yeah, he might have been a racist and yeah, he might have been, you know, a weird dude. But you know, when you just take it for at, the time, yeah, when you look at his work and you look at for his, his, what he wrote and you're just reading the story, you know, I don't believe everything. Stephen King believes in politically, you know, but I love his work and I don't want to hear what he believes in politically and who should be the next president, but I love the Dark Tower series. So it's the same thing with Lovecraft, you know, whether he was a bad person or not, I just liked his work as an artist and given the freedoms that we're allowed to have in this country, you can do that. You can like somebody's work for the work and you don't have to like the person, you know, and you shouldn't, you shouldn't penalize the person. Right.
3: Orson Scott Card. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Case in Um, point, point in case.
1: Yeah. i mean he's a
2: douchebag <laughs> <laughs> just not a nice guy he, he writes good
3: books
1: though <laughs> yeah. awesome books what awesome well, well, about
2: warren ellis are you guys familiar with that transmetropolitan back there are you familiar with that he, he's it. He's, yeah. he's nuts he's yeah. not a nice guy either but no. you love his stuff because he's eccentric and crazy yeah
1: and, and you gotta be and i think i think that's what sells and that's what makes people interested in. It. is it
2: is are you saying i have to get crazy more, More. <laughs> <laughs> if people yeah. have to laugh at you. Yeah. Oh, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I laugh at myself. Um, then I look at something like this, you know, a book like this. All right, I'm in the band by Shania Salt, one of our guests here. She gets to take it out on a bass guitar. Yeah, you know, musicians get to belt that out in chords mm-hmm. and just bang their head on stage and do it, you know, for twenty dates or whatever it takes, and then they're tired of it. You know what? They got it out. I'm envious of that. I'm envious of that. Like that interaction with the crowd and everything. You get to boom. It's out. And you, you bleed it, you sweat it. And um, Do you
1: think do you think the, the people who make the movies and stuff like that, or I mean, as a writer, do you feel like that when you're finally finished a book?
2: When I finish a book, then I'm always thinking of the next project because yeah. nobody's reading that one right. I just put out mm-hmm. yeah, You know, nobody's reading you know my stuff right now. There there are people reading. It, I think but your nah. correlation is about direct feedback. Yeah, exactly. Direct reaction to the crowd. Marilyn Manson said it. Like you you get that feedback immediately, and you, you it fed the beast. Mm-hmm. But some of them are more hungry than I am, and they want to get the next album out. But um, yeah, just like I'm envious of a musician that can get that out and just a few beats and feel good about it, you know, and record it, and you know, and that's why we do this here. You know, we do this for the indie artists. We do it for uh, well, we have some mainstream artists too. Mm-hmm. Um, what about you guys? How do you get your frustrations out? If you you guys are creative, you read a lot. What do you do? To get that?
1: Out. I work out. I mean, I, I work that, out four that five days a week. <laughs> By but the way, yeah, yeah
2: uh, uh, Doctor Matt is wearing his Superman shirt. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean.
1: But yeah, that that's the thing. I mean, there, you have to have an out. You have to have uh, uh, an outlet to frustration, whether it's smoking, drinking, uh, exercise, physical activity. I think the humans as a as a species need that out. And I think the more that we try to be too too healthy and we try to restrict that. It's going to come down to... I mean, look at look at the futurisms uh, of Star Wars, Star Trek. Nobody smokes. Yeah, they drink, but they're always fighting. They're always at mm. war. Interesting. You know, and that is a huge outlet, fighting. Fighting, physical fighting, physical contact is a huge outlet when you look at it from a psychological perspective. And the same thing with UFC, MMA. That, I mean, that's somebody's way to get rid of their frustration. Wow. But, you know, some people don't like that. Some people don't like to be violent. Some people like to be inert and they like to be, you know, high or smoking or drinking or whatever you want to call it. But I think that as a human... Altered. Yeah, altered. I think (laughs) altered status. The, uh, The human species as a collective needs an outlet. And the more we try to become healthy and the more we try to get rid of people from smoking, get rid of people from drinking, get rid of people from enjoying recreational drugs, we're going to be limiting ourselves to very, very few outlets for that. And unfortunately it's, it, it lends it to violence. I, I truly believe it lends people to violence because that's the only thing that they cannot say is bad for you because it actually mm. promotes working out, promotes a healthier, healthier individual. And that's my own spin on it, but I don't you know,
3: Hey, words of wisdom, man. I don't know. I just meditate. Do you really? No. No, you don't. I, I didn't. No, you don't. No, I like to play golf. That's my thing, which is kind of a meditation. You're outside. A form. Sure, that's a form of meditation. Uh I don't ride a cart. I like to walk. That's my thing. You walk up to the ball. You're outside. It's beautiful. You take in nature, and then you pound the hell out of that
1: thing. Video games, another outlet. You know, a lot of people get lost in the virtual reality of video games. I mean, that's... Do
2: you, do you know that I've had three fights since I turned 40? And I hadn't had a fight before that in 10 to 15 years. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. And I, I was not at fault. I definitely freaking won. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's a bad feeling like, wow, I, I still have this angst in me mm-hmm. to defend myself that much. And it, yeah, it's there is something. Th- it is human nature. But, you know, somebody crosses you the wrong way. You're going to do something stupid. And it is stupid. But it's man, it's innate. And we totally got off topic about Star Wars. Yeah. Sure, sure. However, sure. unless you look at a guy like Kylo Ren, right, who has temper tantrums. temper tantrums. Yep, yes. exactly. Explain that one theory you have about that his lightsaber. That's a good one. Oh, we yeah. didn't do that here. That yet. was
1: that was something we read about the the uh, people online were so pissed off that the cross guard to the lightsaber was so stupid of an idea, whereas Jedi's have to build their own lightsabers. That's that's part of the jedi mythology so as kylo ren is obviously an individual who has so much angst and so much (laughs) of temper within him his lightsaber cannot be controlled in the blade itself it needs an exhaust and that's what the cross guard is is an exhaust for his hatred and his discontent and aggravation it's fantastic It's, it's, it's it's a vent of and when you look at the movie the saber itself is vibrating, it's fluid, it's moving, it's not a static light beam like the other saber. It looks dangerous. Yeah, it looks like it literally is on fire.
2: Yeah, you know? picking it up might kill you. Yeah, exactly. It's a great yeah, like idea. you said,
1: it, it, it would be a great segue into some other storyline that if yeah. you actually touch Kylo Ren's saber it would it would harm you in some way or shape or form so
2: i should note in the background you hear the death star is still partying with my dog jet marie so <laughs> it is in the background it is a part it's still my birthday twelve twenty seven, folks i'm just saying um yeah but we're sitting here with uh sci-fi bitch fest i'm trying to think now we were supposed to talk about a certain road warrior movie oh
1: god that was great oh i love that, that that's my yeah.
2: favorite film before i saw star wars that was just Tom
1: Hardy is phenomenal. Actually. Mad
2: Max Fury Road, yeah,
1: phenomenal. And, and Charlize Theron did a great job. I mean, Tom Hardy did a great job. Everybody in that movie did a great job. The 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 scenes, the the editing, the the music, it was just phenomenal.
2: Perfect. The yeah. effects. Yeah. And I gotta say, speaking of effects, the Death Stars were in here, and since then, my earphones haven't been the same. The mics were all off, and everything sounds bad. Right <laughs> like, what are they doing here? What are, and there's a tambourine. Tambourine, yeah, oh, God. Yeah. But anyway, back Tom Hardy. Now you're a big Tom Hardy fan. Huge Tom Hardy, Doctor Matt.
1: Yeah, he's a, he's a great actor. He's a great. He seems to be like when you watch the interviews, he seems to be like a decent human being. Um, if you want to catch, in my opinion, his best work as an artist, you'd have to check out Bronson. It's the uh, "Quote unquote" autobiographical vid- movie he did of uh, Britain's most notorious inmate who's been in Damn, prison no, since he was that. seventeen, and it's phenomenal. It's phenom- It's it's natural born killers meets um, like some sort of virtual reality like
2: Blade Runner. No?
1: no, it's 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 based in the real world, but it's it's very trippy. It's very hmm. existential. It's 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 a good flick.
2: How do I find it? It's Netflix on everywhere. Yeah. Really, I I, I can't believe yeah, it's just, I missed this. I don't
1: think it went out to the theaters. It might have went straight to DVD, but it's a great flick.
2: I haven't been yeah. like concentrating on movies at all lately. Just Netflix has been. Yeah. I mean, the it's, it's series. I've been a series guy lately, but I used to be a movie guy.
1: Yeah. But honestly, read 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 up a little bit about Bronson. His his real name is not Bronson, but he changed his name to Charles Bronson because he emulates the the character in the in the movies, Charles Bronson. But uh, he's Britain's, <laughs> he's Britain's most notorious. Inmate, he went to jail when he was 17 for a petty crime, was supposed to get seven years, and he has never left because he's so violent. He's been the only one inmate who they've had to move from prison to prison because they cannot contain him, and he starts riots and starts fires and kills other guards, and he's the only one who has a a day-to-day, I think he's basically permanently in the Hannibal cage every day. Wow. Yeah, he's, he's that crazy. Jeez, yeah it's a it's a great flick so check it out check out his personal storyline too you can buy his book He you actually wrote a book
2: well before I before i get back to fog because I, I have an apology for him <laughs> um but uh with dr matt um now we we have to acknowledge the fact that he was bane in batman for those Uh-oh. that don't mm-hmm. know tom hardy mm-hmm. there are people that don't know the same guy that was- <laughs> <to me>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> not one of his best roles
2: i, I kind of liked it i kind of think it was good i thought he was intense
3: People didn't like the, the the voice aspect of it, but it didn't bother me.
1: No, it didn't bother me, too. But I think true sci-fi people don't care what... It's just cool that you see Bane on the movie. You know, you see Bane on the screen. But I liked it from the workout perspective because his back was gigantic. He had huge traps, and, and they went <laughs> into the hole. After you watch the movie, you can look up his exercise routine and see how his back got that big, and it's pretty cool.
2: And he's famous for breaking someone's back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, right. Speaking
1: of Doomsday, yeah. And, uh, anyway, Faw doesn't believe that they should have put that in the trailer. I do not. Oh, I yeah. saw that. Are we yeah. talking about yeah.
2: Superman, Batman? Yeah. We, we are. I are, we saw are. Doomsday show up. Yeah. I have those comics, man. I
3: think... I I think it's great that Doomsday's in the movie, mm. but I think the trailer should have not revealed that. Mm-hmm. And that way when the movie goer got to the theater and that happened, it would be a great
1: surprise. Yeah, exactly. It
2: would have been for me. so I'm kind of upset now. Yeah. Uh, Wonder Woman was enough. Like we didn't need to like do that too. I don't think we, we
1: needed to see her in the trailer either. Yeah,
2: they kind of they that really kind of yeah. blew it.
3: Just Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor was enough for me, especially yes. when he shakes uh, Clark Kent's hand. See, you do not want to have a fight with this guy.
2: That's fantastic. But, yeah, but they blew it. Now I kind of, I will You wait. know what happens. I'm going to wait for the DVD now because now, like, doomsday is, really? Why did they do that?
1: I don't know why. Why did they do that? I don't know why they introduced Doomsday so quickly into the storyline. <coughs> they could have got another villain. They could have gotten just the fighting between Batman and Superman would have been great enough.
3: <laughs> you yeah. want more movies?
1: <laughs> I, yeah, exactly. You don't, need, you don't need to sum it all up in one movie, you know?
2: So DC versus Marvel. Who is winning right now? Uh, Marvel. Marvel, yeah. Yeah, because they yeah. cross over. They do it smart. Mm-hmm. Right. And I was not a Marvel guy. I was a DC guy. I still want Swamp Thing. I want that to sure. be done and done right. I want sure. uh, Constantine I love 70 Swamp Thing, though. Oh, I own those. I love those. Mm-hmm. I got them a hard copy over here somewhere. Yeah, and Alan Moore. He, he, another nut, by yeah. the way. Yeah. yeah. Who hates yeah. everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fantastic. But uh, I have to apologize, and this is like kind of a real-time, like, this is like, the, 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 I don't know, the, it, it, the place we're in these days with watching TV, Fah texted me and said, are you up to date with Jessica Jones? And I said, yes, which I thought... Oh, open forum to talk about anything.
3: <laughs>
2: Apparently not. Um, I fell asleep and missed the last two episodes, and I told him the ending. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's okay because I still want to know how it happened. It is the
2: how that's cool. Spoiler alert! I completely ruined it for him, <laughs> as River would say. Yeah. Completely, but but you responding to me saying yes, I'm you know when I said yes, I'm up to date. That sounds like it's a you yeah, know, you're allowed free to talk forum. That, yeah. <laughs> Totally take responsibility. ah, (laughs) So how do is that the new interpretation these days as far as T V and watching Netflix and movies and DVRing oh, absolutely, everything. Yeah,
1: absolutely. If you ask somebody if they're up to date, that means it's open. You're all out the yeah. But I still apologize. Yeah. No
2: problem. But that's because I'm older than you.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and we didn't have such things. We had VHS tapes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sweet so we we touched on video games earlier. Oh, geez, here we go. And go uh, for it, man. This is your forum. Yesterday, when we were seeing The Force Awakens, uh, we saw a trailer for Halo Five Guardians. And a very beloved sci-fi actor is in the game. I, caught,
1: I caught it. Nathan Fillion.
2: Fillion. Get out. Yep. Okay. Yep. Captain Mal. Firefly. Firefly. Uh, yeah, I I loved him anyway. You ever see? Um, oh geez, he did a few horror movies, but anyway. Oh yeah, the one
1: with the the bo- the body where it, it gets. Yeah, like it's right that behind
2: like... you. I can't think of it right now, but it's yeah. somewhere in that yeah, shelf. Yeah, yeah. yeah I love that. Yeah, movie.
1: Fillion. As soon as I saw him, I was like, is that? Is that Nathan Fillion? But
3: well, he's heard his voice, and we're like, "What? What? What?" <laughs> Ears perked up. We we're yeah. like, "I think Nathan Fillion's around."
2: A lot of pretty cool. He's awesome. He, he could've been Han Solo's son. Yeah, I, I, that would've been interesting. <laughs> yes, he <laughs> he's could. definitely I, got I, the mouth. I, I always I think, pictured him.
1: I think if if, uh, if they had if they didn't have a Ryan Reynolds, because Ryan Reynolds is perfect for Deadpool, and I don't mean to keep bringing back Deadpool, but I think Nathan Fillion would have made a good Deadpool. He, I don't think he's. No offense, not in as great shape as Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> he might have had to lose he's, a little bit of weight. He's away. a little older. Yeah, he's a little older, but, I mean, the mouth, like the the sarcasm, the quick yes. wit, he would, have been, he would have been right up
3: there. Nathan Fillion says it best is that they're not going to hang a $100 million movie on him being a TV actor. Right, exactly. Which, which is... Very, very, it's a shame. Humble. A humble,
2: yeah, because he, he's a real dude. Yeah, I, like a I like, real dude. Him. Yeah. and he meets his fans, and he's, he's good, good to his fans.
3: fans. <laughs> he, he really. There is a wonderful picture of uh, Will Wheaton and Nathan Fillion on the internet where Nathan Fillion is holding Will Wheaton's wife, and she's looking at him very lovingly. And then there is a follow-up picture Uh-oh. of Nathan Fillion, Fillion holding Will Wheaton. No, I'm sorry. It's Hold, John, Wheaton. it's John Barrowman. Yes,
1: yeah, John Barrowman. Yeah. Holding it's Will Wheaton, Wheaton
3: yeah. as Will Wheaton looks at him very lovingly and it is just awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and we all know who John Barrowman is. He's Captain Jack Harkness. <laughs> of course. Oh, well, he's also Black Arrow. He
1: is Black Arrow. Yes, he's on Arrow.
3: Yeah. Oh, spoiler. Sorry, buddy. It's all right. I just started it. He's Black Arrow.
1: I, 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 a, <laughs> if you're online be... ever, you would know that. <laughs> I'm never online. Uh, never online. Sorry. <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, since Star Wars started up again, I stayed away from <laughs> anything online.
1: People have been really cool about not doing the spoiler. But anyway. Lately. For Star, yeah, Wars, yeah, for yeah, Star yeah, Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I agree. Yeah. I agree. Totally agree. I mean,
3: Walking Dead, they'll tell you what happens five seconds after it happened. But.
2: Yep. Uh, well, fans are fans. What are yeah. you going to do? Well, listen. Uh, we got to wrap this thing up. Uh, I want to thank everybody for a great... Great year, the most successful year of Kettle Whistle Radio, and having my Bitch Fest, a uh, Sci Fi Bitch Fest friends back again. Dr. Matt and Fah. Read more books. Right, read more books. That's Dr. Matt Fah. He's taking a hit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Matt stole my line anyway. Any words of wisdom there? Um,
3: read, read, read David's book. <laughs> read, read David's book. Yeah,
2: hey, I can tell you how to do that. Go to <laughs> www.fairlydarkproductions.com. Find my books there. Read them. You'll love them. If you like short stories, if you like a novel, if you like monsters, if you like Lovecraft, I swear to God, it's all there for you. Uh, is it, guys? Is it? Help me out here. Yeah.
1: No, absolutely. Oh, Your book?
2: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's all in there.
1: And he didn't pay us to say that.
2: No, hey, no. I just asked him. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Anyway, so check it out. All the Kettle Whistle shows are there, and I'm at Fairly Dark. See you in the new year.
0: Hello, Davey. Here's a special Christmas song for you. Ding dong, ding dong. La 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 <laughs> back.